Success you are destined for faster. If you are looking for growth in your business and life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Howard Kingston, the Growth Velocity Podcast. What's up, everyone? Howard Kingston here, entrepreneur and marketer, and co founder of Growth Velocity Academy. In this episode, how do you raise $1 million for your startup? So you've got an idea, you've got a product, you are started building something, you've got maybe a co-founder. Now all you need is some money and you're going to take over the world. Well, what would help with that? Maybe an investor. So it's never been a better time in the history of the world to raise, to, if you want to raise investment for your startup. So much money is going into SaaS, going into technology. And you can really, if you've got a good idea, you've got a good team and all these kind of things come are aligned, you can raise millions. I've done it myself. My business at Ludio, when we launched it originally, we were called Future Ad Labs. And we originally went into a startup accelerator and we got some investment there. And then we raised um, you know, even before we had any customers or a final product built, we were able to raise over £500,000, which was about, you know, kind of like $750,000 or so. And we've gone on to raise millions for that business. Um, and really, one thing I find with people, people think that to raise investment, you need to you know, know all these investors beforehand. That's not true. And other people think that, you know, you need to be in Silicon Valley or you need to be in London or you need to be in New York. That's not true either. And it's also not true, guys. I just want to say before we go into the kind of like the tips of how to do this stuff, I just want to say you don't have to raise investment. You know, some people, it's what I call TechCrunch propaganda, the TechCrunch propaganda that uh, some people think, you know, you have to raise investment or you haven't made it. Like, that's not true either. You know, you can totally go down the the path of bootstrapping your business and being self-funded. And, you know, there's a load of benefits to that. My current business, Grow Philosophy Academy, we've intentionally not taken investment and we're going down the self-funded or bootstrapped uh, avenue because it just gives you more control. You know, you're not answerable to any board members and stuff like that. But listen, you know, that's for another conversation. There's pros and cons to both paths. Um, but I just want to highlight the like, common misconception. Some people think when they're growing a technology or a SaaS company that they have to raise investment for certain types of businesses. If you've got a huge big, you know, you need to build out some technology for months before you launch it. Potentially, that is the best route for you. Um, or if you want to really grow like huge, huge mass, um, you know, so 
do kind of consider the two different options. Do you want to raise investment or do you want to kind of bootstrap and self-funded? Both are good in their own ways. Not one is better than the other per se. With that said, let's dive into how if you do want to raise investment, let's say you do want to raise $1 million for your startup, how do you do it? So I'm going to share three top tips I found from my experience raising investment when I was a first time entrepreneur and I never raised investment before. What were the biggest things I learned when I was doing it? So tip number one is you be the prize. You be the prize. Now this is this one is I, I I'm gonna ask you to do a mental reframe. Hopefully your brain will kind of shift when you hear this. But the biggest thing is for you to remember and you to actually believe that you're the prize and you're the you're the thing which is in it which is sought after not the investment now what do i mean by that okay so if you think about it like there's so Money is something which is, you know, there's banks, there's thousands of investors, there's all these startup accelerators, there's angels, there's VCs. So really, the commodity, the thing which there is lots of, is money, right? But how many how many next Ubers are there? How many next Facebooks are there? How many um next you know unicorn startups are there they're very select and few and far between which means you need to believe and fully believe that you are the if you really do believe that you're the next big thing the next unicorn then you're going to come across you're going to act differently when you're going after and you're speaking to investors now why is this important well one of the i, I really like the analogy, there's a lot of analogies in investment that makes it very similar in approach to dating, all right, to like going out for dates. And think about it, like if you go into a bar and you're going out for a date with somebody, do you like the, is it attractive when you meet somebody and like they want to get married like instantly and they're like, yeah, yeah, let's, like we can go out and we're in, I'm in love with you and you know, yeah, let's do everything together and they've just met you. No. Not really, right? It's not attract, not at all. Actually, it's not attractive. It's not how attraction happens. People are attracted to to things which either move away from them, from them, or are hard to obtain. It's just a dynamic of human human nature and human psychology. And the reality is, in these early stage investments, you know, you might have some numbers and some metrics, but so much of early stage investments come from you know, gut feel, come from emotion, come from, you know, um, personal dynamics between you and the investor who's making the decision to invest in you. And guess what? Everybody is going up to them and going, hey, I've got the next big thing. Can I meet, can I meet you? Can I, can you marry me? As in like, can you invest in me? Whereas if you're the prize and you're like the really hot person in the bar that everyone's checking out and you're the person that's maybe a little bit harder to get to. You know, the, you know that really hot person in the bar that they just act slightly differently to everybody else, don't they? And I would really encourage you, 
as I'll give some more examples throughout these tips, really encourage you to be that prize. And it's almost like a, rather than a specific few words to say, it's more about a frame of mind. Think about it. There's only one of you and there's lots of investors. It'll make you far less needy and far less, um, far mass, far, yeah, far less needy every conversation that you're having with investors. So tip number one is for you to really deep down believe that you're the prize and the investors are the plentiful ones. Okay. And that will give you, just make you stand out from the crowd immediately because no one else is doing that. Tip number two is start before you need to. So go, got to echoing and going on from my tip my first tip which is become the prize guess what you want you don't want to be meeting somebody for an investor for the very first time and at the end of the conversation you're like hey by the way um you know any chance you could tell me if you could invest in me because i kind of really need the money right away like that that's not cool right that's like again it's more neediness it's meeting somebody and expecting to kind of close or get married really, really quickly. Imagine if you did it a different way. Imagine you met somebody, you met an investor and you didn't need any investment initially. And you said to them, hey, you know what? Actually, you sat down with them and within the first few minutes, you said, by the way, I just want to say early, I'm not raising any investment at the moment. We're not, but I'm really keen to form a nice relationship with some great investors. So when the time is right, we'll really know who's the right partner for us. Can you see how instantly that will change the dynamic in the conversation? And the investor won't have heard many people say that. So instantly it'll short circuit something in their brain and go, oh, this person's different. And allow them to kind of sit back and enjoy the conversation and chat about the, the vision that you have for the business rather than the investor, he or she having to listen to you kind of thinking, am I going to say yes or no to this person? You know, so starting really early and actually saying that you're not actively disqualifying yourself early uh, in the first meeting really allows you to build a relationship with a lot of people really, really quickly. And the person's way more likely to help you and have follow-on conversations and stuff like that. So you can only do that, though, of course, if you do start early and you genuinely don't need the money straight away. If you're going out to too many people try and raise investment when they've got like two months left of money in the bank and they're like desperate and they go out and they meet, they they have a meeting and they try and close you know, you know, see if the person's going, to, the investor's going to invest in them after the first meeting, and it's just that's not how relationships happen. It's like trying to get married on the first date; it doesn't happen, okay? And if it ever does happen, most of the time it doesn't end well, does it? So, tip number two: don't rush it. Take your time and get out there early and build relationships. I remember when we were raising our first round at Adludio. I went out really early. We're in the startup accelerator and I was the only founder in the startup accelerator that like almost from the first week I was out meeting investors when we didn't need to raise money. So that meant it just made it so much easier when we did raise money. I already knew 20, 30, 40 investors. I could just send a quick email to um, and get another meeting at the right time. Okay, because I built those relationships already. All right. 
And then tip number three is don't ask for money. What? Don't ask for money, but you're raising investment. How does that work? Well, this is, a, again, another really counterintuitive thing that I learned. And one of my investors uh, taught me this lesson when I was early. I remember him saying to me, when you're raising investment, don't ask. If you ask for money, you get advice. And if you ask for advice, you get money. And I remember kind of thinking, what does he mean? And really what, what he was saying there is, if you go and you say, hey, Mr. Investor or Mrs. Investor, whoever it might be, Mr. or Mrs. Investor, um, I have this startup. Can you invest in me, please? Can you please give me money for my startup? They have to make a decision, yes or no. And the reality is they meet a thousand people every every year. So, And they most of these investors can only invest in like eight, ten companies a year. So you're statistically, you're up against it. Okay, already, like already. And if you're asking them, hey, I, can you give me money, please? Um, they have to make a decision quite quickly, especially in the early stages of the conversation. So if you ask for money, what you'll find is they'll probably go, well, listen, you're not ready right now. However, let me give you some advice. Okay, whereas if you ask for advice, and you actually say, hey, I'm not raising money at the moment, but I'd love your feedback on my product, then it's a different conversation. Then what you'll find is the person will lean forward and they'll start giving you feedback on the product itself. And if they like it, guess what? It's their job to uh, it's their job to invest in businesses they like. That's what their job is. Literally an investor's job. Now, I remember this really stood out for me when we were raising money we are again our first round we're in an accelerator and i had heard about this um vc firm uh which was quite well known at the time called passion and uh there was a guy there called greg who had who was kind of a junior investor i think that he was an associate or a principal i, I forget actually what his role was at the time because you have these junior people who are either their job role is either associate or principal and then you have the partners who are like the the main people in in the firm and i remember reaching out to this guy called greg i'd seen on linkedin that uh he had worked at yahoo uh, the company and my my business was a, like a media advertising company so I kind of like angled it that because he worked at Yahoo I'd really value his feedback on what I was trying to build in the product okay so I sent him an email and I said hey I, you know I, I've I've uh, I've heard about you and I've heard really good things and I'd love some feedback on what we're what we're trying to do because we're looking to partner with businesses like Yahoo which you you worked with. And he was like, cool, yeah. And, I, you know, I was able to get a meeting through that email. And I met up with him. And one of the first things I said was like, just let you know, we're not raising money at the moment, but I'd love to hear, uh, I'd love to get your feedback. And I had my iPad, took out my iPad, kind of demoed the product. And he was like, hey, you know, this is cool. I, I do this, I do this. And he goes, you know what? I really like this. Um, you know, are you around in London tomorrow? Because I traveled into London for this meeting. And he said, like, would you be interested, you know, would you be around? I'd love you to meet one of my partners, Eileen. And uh, I was like, sure, I'm around. Um, so I came back the next day to the same office and met 
his partner, one of the partners in the firm, Eileen, and I did exactly the same thing. I'm not raising investment right now, but I just love some feedback on the product. I did the same thing. She she said, cool, kind of gave me some feedback. And then she goes, you know what? I This is cool. Um, are you around next week? Uh, because I'd love you to meet my other partner in the firm. Um, I think he'd have some really good feedback for you. And of course, I knew what was happening here, all right? But I just played it really simple. I was like, cool, um, no problem. And I came back the next uh, next week and I met him. And then next thing, I met all the partners. And of course, their business is investing. In, like, if you, this is happening, guys, investors, their job is investing in businesses that they like. So after the next meeting, uh, the, all the partners were there and they just asked and said, listen, we like this. Um, when are you, are you considering raising money for it? And that, that was when I was able to raise that first investment round. And I never actually asked anybody for money. I just asked them for advice. And that's the, the third and such an important tip I would give you. Don't, when you're raising money, don't ask for money, but go in asking for advice. And these three tips that I've been giving you is they really combine together because this only really works. It, it really works if you can ask for advice, don't ask for money, but to do that, you need to start early, which is tip number two. And then also you wanna consider yourself the prize and not be needy, uh, which was tip number one. So all of these three tips do really go hand in hand. And that's really some of the secret sauce of raising money. If you want to raise $1 million for your business, for this incredible startup that you're launching. And uh, I really hope this episode has been helpful for you. So guys, if you know somebody who's raising investment or you hear of someone talking about raising investment, please, please, please do share this episode with them. And don't forget, please do subscribe to uh, to this show so uh, we can help more people. The more you subscribe and the more you leave comments and things like that, the more the algorithm works and it just gets out to more people. So guys, really appreciate you and I'll see you in the next episode.